Welcome back to the Monolith Filmcast, the film podcast where we discuss news, reviews, and this week, post-festival blues. Blues? Blues. I guess not blues. Uh, if anything, it's post-festival stopping the my brain ooze from yeah, coming out of my yeah, ears. that's good. You would think it'd be blues, but... I'm tired of movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I was telling Calista, I was like, we got, we have some other movies to watch, like for some of my stuff this week. She's like, you're not fucking sick of movies yet. I'm like, yeah, I am. Last time we talked, we had said that we had 22 movies in five days, six days, however many. It was officially 25 movies. It was a lot, a lot of movies. Could have been even more. I'm Isaac. I'm Jake. Ethan. This week we are doing our review of everything that we saw at Sundance 2021, all 25 films. We'll throw in some of the short films, I guess. A quick uh, no-spoiler, spoiler-free review of everything that we saw, what was our favorite, what we didn't like, what you can skip. But before we get into that, let's talk about some news. Nudes. This week, first, not entirely movie-related, but I'll still say it, rest in peace to Sophie, who has passed away since we last spoke. Super sad. Uh, Rest in peace, Sophie. Up first, Noah Baumbach has found his new next film, an adaptation of Don DeLeo's White Noise, starring Adam Driver and Greta Gerwig. Boo. I don't know. I'll watch it. I'm I sure hate, I'll watch it. I hate it. that guy. Noah Baumbach? Yeah. Yeah, I'm in that camp as Especially well. Especially, not a big Baumbach guy. He's doing a Netflix deal, so he's just going to be cranking out these Netflix movies. These meme these movies. These sevens. Yeah, these meme movies. <laughs> Literally sevens. I think it's three he signed on for. We're only one down. Only one. No, he's a uh, like it's it, marriage story was a result, so we got three more. Total oh, four. My God. I was gonna say because he did Meyerwitz stories, that wasn't that didn't count as one. Then he did marriage story, <laughs> that didn't count as one. We got three more Netflix original. No, maybe Bombox. maybe I read it wrong. Maybe it's only one more. I didn't I know Meyerwitz was a Netflix. Yeah, interesting. I maybe like maybe this maybe we only got one more then. Darren Aronofsky has another project in development called Adrift at Bloom House. It's a Requiem for a Dream reunion with Jared Leto, based on a story by the Ring author. <laughs> Fuck, <yeah>. that's weird. <laughs> interesting. I don't even like Darren Aronofsky, but I'll watch this. I don't like Jared Leto either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Jared Leto, but I do like Requiem for a Dream, and I so. like Bloom House. That's true. I, I, I'm very interested to see a Darren Aronofsky Bloomhouse team up. That's I true. I, I am just a little disappointed that the Requiem for a Dream reunion isn't paired with the A24, because that, yeah. that aesthetic rings better to me. But Yeah, but I feel like Bloomhouse will... I feel like his involvement with Bloomhouse is going to make it something I'm going to enjoy. That's true. More than anything else he's put out. Maybe it'll change what Bloomhouse usually puts out. <sighs> Maybe... We'll see. If it's if it's a Requiem for a Dream type movie, I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> nah. If it's just if it's like a scary movie in a fun way, I'll, I'll then you'll check it. it out. Okay. This next one, I don't know how to feel about this one. This one's a little uh, iffy. Bones and All is a horror love story set to start Timothy Chalamet opposite the actress from Waves, Taylor Russell. The script is being penned by the guy who wrote Suspiria 2019 David or 2018. Suspiria. And Luca Guadino is set to direct. Why'd you put that in quotes? I don't know. But he is set, <laughs> he's set to direct. It makes me feel weird, though, because I'm like, it's a cannibal love story movie. And oh, I feel yeah. like right after all the Army Hammer stuff came out, it just seems like really strange timing. <laughs> it seems almost like they're trolling. I know they're probably not. I'm sure it was in development. I'm sure it's just a coincidence. But it just it just feels weird. I'm I'm really, I was really excited for this. But then someone made a good point. He signs on for a lot of movies and like a fifth of them only end up actually getting made 
Luca? Yeah, there's been like there's already like three or four movies he's announced in the past couple of years. Yeah, I was like, say, wasn't he supposed to make Scarface? Yeah, and Call Me by Your Name too. And yeah. He wanted to make some more suspicious stuff and then just <laughs> other random things. So but I would love to see uh it's called a horror love story. That's my favorite genre, so yeah. Give me another Valentine's Day movie to watch. We'll see. I'm excited. I'll 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 probably watch it. I'll definitely watch it. Up next, Boz Lerman's Elvis movie has delayed its release date. I didn't even know this was a thing. I didn't know Boz Lerman was still alive. <laughs> yeah, and his next movie is going to be a Elvis movie. Who's playing Elvis? I don't know. That's a good question. I, I don't know. Bruce Campbell again? <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be, uh, maybe. Or who's uh, the guy who plays Han Solo in Solo? What's his name? Uh, Alden Aaron Ray. Yeah, that's right. Alden, Alden uh, Ray. I could see it. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't even like... like Elvis. I don't care who plays Elvis. I, 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 I think like Elvis. Elvis has got some decent songs that a Boz Lerman movie about Elvis could make fun. Elvis stole some decent songs. Fair enough. Maybe the movie will be about that, though. Who knows? Maybe the movie will portray Elvis cool. as a thief or something. We'll see. For real this time, an actual Cloverfield sequel is in the works. Now, I hate myself because I remember <laughs> coming on the podcast last week thinking, JJ, I had a revelation because this is the time of year I usually get back into Cloverfield stuff. I love Cloverfield. I had a revelation. I was like, JJ Abrams has... He kind of ruined the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. How do you reconcile with that? You do the only, you go back and you do the only thing that you did right. Right. Cloverfield. Cloverfield. Which he didn't even do. Dude needs to not direct movies anymore. <laughs> just Dude produce. needs to just oversee yeah, them. Yeah. yeah. So, and I was going to call it, and then this news came out a couple of days afterwards, and I was like, I didn't even say it. But yeah, on the record, J.J. Abrams is going to go back to some cool roots mm-hmm. the next five years, get some credibility back, Cloverfield 2. And it's a, Direct sequel to the first Cloverfield, unlike the other two where they're separate. Distant cousins or whatever. Yeah, different realities or whatever. Is the third one a distant cousin? I thought that one was like directly related to the first Cloverfield. It was supposed no, to yeah. It was supposed to tie them together, but it just it made things even yeah. worse. Uh. The end is, I mean, you could argue that the end is directly connected to the first Some one, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't make any damn... It doesn't make we'll, any we'll sense. We'll have a Cloverfield episode. We'll do yeah. a deep dive. We'll let yeah. you the fans have been take asking. us through the history of that. But uh, yeah, new Cronenberg coming. Starring Viggo Mortensen. Also thought he was dead. They're not talking about the son, right? They're talking about David no, Cronenberg. Yeah, no, David Cronenberg. Actual David Cronenberg. Viggo Morton is going to be in a reunion project with David Cronenberg. Aiming to film this summer. The movie goes back to Cronenberg's body horror origins. Ooh. It's almost like a strange film noir story. It's disturbing and it's good, I think. Who said that? I believe Viggo Mortensen said that. <laughs> it's almost like a strange noir story. Yeah. It's and right, good, I think. <laughs> right now, there's a, there's a beef on Twitter. Well, not really beef, I guess, but Viggo Mortensen is kind of rat like going out against the Oscars for be, for never giving David Cronenberg any Oscars. He's like, David Cronenberg, you would include him in the master list of directors, would you not? And yet, he struggles to get any of his movies financed, which... Didn't Crash win Best Picture? That was that was a different. That wasn't Cronenberg's crash. Oh yeah, Cronenberg's <laughs> crash is like a weird sex movie. The crash that won Best Picture is like a, like a really bad anti. It's it's like Green Book meets Blindside esque. Huh, like I didn't know multiple storyline. Yeah, no, those are two different movies. Um, Viggo Mortensen's like you guys will give Green Book an Oscar, but not David Cronenberg. <laughs> I, was gonna say, yeah. I was gonna say it's really interesting that Viggo Mortensen is the person taking a stand for Cronenberg. Well, he's been in just a, his. It's. I mean, I don't like that he's in that movie, but I guess it's not entirely his fault that no, that no, happened. Yeah, but it's, it's just, it, it's just, it's just interesting. I yeah. guess that the fucking primary actor from Green Book is saying, "Give David yeah, Cronenberg exactly. an Oscar." <laughs> well, and it's, he's been in a Cronenberg before. He was in Eastern Promises, and I mean, the thing is, like, yeah, he might be struggling, but I'm pretty sure his last few movies have been like bad. I haven't seen his last few movies, but yeah, from what I've re- <laughs> from what I've heard. 
or gathered is David is out of it now. Yeah, and I'm sh- I've heard it's that Brandon's they don't time. that they don't like. Uh, I'm sure they don't do well at the box office. I'm like, I yeah. mean, that's why you're not getting funded. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll watch it though. That sounds cool. He's going back to his body horror origins. Cool. I didn't know that. Fair I like that. Fair enough. I thought he was just making another movie. Mm-hmm. Up next, Yorgos Lanthimos and Emma Stone. Wow, what a day for reunion announcements <laughs> for Yorgos' new film, Poor Things, which the letterbox current description of it is the bizarre life of a female Frankenstein who is resurrected after a fetus's brain is placed in her skull. I, I'll watch it. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. Here's the thing. is Yorgos is another one of these directors who keeps being like, yeah, I'm going to make this movie. He has like, I think there's three projects he's announced now. And then just doesn't? Or I guess he didn't even announce this one. I think just people were just posting about it. Or I guess it got leaked. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think he's the one that something. talked about this one, but... Of the three he has announced, this one surely sounds the coolest. <sighs> this one is exhausting. Noah Centineo, I think is how you say his name. He's the kid that's in <laughs> To All the Boys I've Loved Before. Mm-hmm. He's like the Netflix boy. Mm-hmm. He has been cast in an untitled film about the Wall Street chaos from GameStop's shock syndrome. Uh, or not, sorry, not shock syndrome. <laughs> from GameStop's shock skyrocketing due to Reddit. It will be released by Netflix with Mark Bull <laughs> set to write the script. have no idea. You said it was a Netflix movie? Yeah. And I have Mark... no idea what Netflix is going to do with this story. Or well, like I'm also like, gonna... it's like, what not... Do you, what do you mean? Yeah, what are you, you going to make a movie still... about it? Yeah, we're right. The story, the story is still, still happening. happening. <laughs> what the f- and Mark Bull also is an interesting choice to write it because he wrote like Zero Dark Thirty and hurt locker really like i'm like why why what did you the fuck? <laughs> yeah i just i don't i don't get it i hate this movie yeah i'll so. watch it but I, and i'm gonna hate it what's like his name i'm stoked noah something he's gonna have a line in the movie where he says daddy musk is gonna take us to mars <laughs> oh i hope not that'll be the, that'll be when i turn it off well he's gonna mean it too <laughs> last bit of news apple what a what a bet what a bet they made they purchased coda on the opening day of sundance for 25 million dollars breaking sundance sales records and uh coda seems to be the darling of the festival for a lot of people now spoilers there's doesn't take much to be the highlight of this festival so <laughs> good good on apple but at the same time i still just think 25 I guess they just million, needed something i think 25 million dollars and they and apple got the rights to this is honestly really shitty for coda because it means a whole <laughs> lot of no one's gonna watch this movie like yeah my thing is uh, apple spent so much money on all their apple tv originals and i have not heard wolf a walkers. single person talk about them <laughs> wolf oh walkers. is wolf walkers an apple mm-hmm. original okay fair enough that's the only one i've heard people talk about and i mean maybe coda will get some more traction because it had actually been seen before they got it yeah so maybe people will sign up for apple to watch it but maybe uh, ugh, i don't know that doesn't bode well to me last bit of news this is a, i'm gonna stand in for our twitter beef as well uh and i just don't have the energy to dive into all of it is just golden globes <laughs> mm. golden globe nominations have all come out um once again some stinkers quite a bit of stinkers actually just like every year they have some really bizarre yeah yeah last year was the year that i think i decided i would never watch the golden globes again <laughs> I, I never watched them in the first place fuck the golden globes mank with the most nominations my my ass mank with the most nominations <laughs> they love those, they, hollywood Ridiculous. loves the hollywood movies it's a funny and gary oldman yeah god all right before we dive into all of our Sundance, I'll just can I just give a quick shout out to the shorts that I did manage to watch? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, I'm not even going to talk about all of them. I'm just going to talk about the ones that were cool. <laughs> yeah, good idea. Ghost Dogs. Ghost Dogs. Very cool. I like Ghost Dogs. Only one I watched. Funny, cute, weird, quirky. Scary. Yeah. yeah, cute. I wouldn't use the word cute, but yeah, funny, funny <laughs> and weird and scary. <laughs> the normal dog is cute. 
Yeah, that's yeah, true. He, he, was, of, he was funny looking. He was funny looking. He reminded me of Molly. Yeah. I liked the little Roku, or not Roku, I liked the little iRobot looking Roomba. Roomba. That <laughs> oh, was yeah. funny. I Roomba. liked the devils and yeah. stuff. Funny stuff. And then uh, Bruiser. For for a while, that was the best thing I saw at the festival, was yeah. the eight-minute short film Bruiser. Very cool. I thought it was cool, too. I really liked it. Yeah. And uh, that's it. for I watched, I watched like 12 other ones, but they were all just okay. Lordy. First up, Sundance. Here we go. Day one, we watched Coda. Wow. The one I was least excited for ended <laughs> yeah. up being one of the best. Coda walked away with the most wins, I believe, for the maybe not the most, but the most like the biggest wins of the night. Yeah. Best actors, best director, best grand jury prize winner. Mm-hmm. Um Coda is a film about uh, the only hearing child of a deaf family mm-hmm. and uh her she likes to sing. She wants to be a singer. To it really it really is high school yeah, musical really is. even down uh, to with the ASL. Bit. But it was cool. It was all right. I liked it. I liked it. Seven out of ten. I agree. It was. It was. It was sweet. I thought. I thought it was gooey. Gooey yeah. sweet. But Coda, yeah, you'll, that one will be on your radars. I'm sure you'll hear it. We. If you have Apple is, Music, you'll be able to watch Coda. <laughs> yeah, this won't be the last you hear of Coda. So yeah. keep that one on your radar. Up next, Censor. So who wants to start? Well, I hated it. I that movie's shit. That movie's shit. I, don't I gave it movie. a. I gave it a four. Well, okay. I don't. I don't think it was shit. Yeah, say, this is this is too me. There's only one on here that I feel like I could say was shit, and yeah, even then, I'll, hesitate, than I'll hesitate to, to call it a shit. Okay, you're right. Censor was none of these movies are shit. If you got your film into a film festival, kudos to you. Genuinely, True. you're doing better than even we if it's are. the year after a pandemic and there weren't that many entries. It seems like exactly. Uh, <laughs> and we'll get into some censor. I didn't like censor, and I don't think it was good. But I have films that I gave a higher score that made me way angrier than Censor. So I like I like Censor fine. It was just there a lot of these movies just like don't know where they're going. Like, yeah, no. And they think that that theirs is gonna be the one that people are like, Oh, I liked how that one right. didn't know where it was going. <laughs> too many of these too many of the films that we saw at Sundance this year were ambiguous in their ending mm-hmm. in a non intentional way that they tried to play off as intentional. Uh, yeah. Which was like just irritating to me. It so, was it was too irritating. Yeah. So censor could have been good, maybe by the end. But yeah, the ending is just like. Yeah, I I think censor had the idea for the end, and then they worked their way backwards. Yeah, I agree. But, um, cool atmosphere, mm-hmm. but yeah, you could skip it in my opinion. It probably there's a, most of these movies. I bet most people will never even have the chance to see. Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking really at the know. acquisitions list. There's only like. 12 movies that got acquired that is kind of sad honestly so. though that your movie just plays the sun and then people are like yeah, yeah. I don't want that. it's like going undrafted <laughs> in the nba yeah censor maybe will be on. i couldn't i would imagine censor showing up on shutter one yeah day, at but. some point maybe netflix yeah yeah way at the bottom of the queue up next CryptoZoo. i liked crypto zoo i like crypto cool. animated movie from what's his name um let me pull it up if you like uh loch ness monster if you like a kraken if you like a good unicorn you like sex, you like animation. You like Michael Sarah. You like Michael Sarah, you're you're gonna like it. Yeah. yeah Dash Shaw is his name. Dash Shaw. Yeah. It was yeah, it was cute. It That's was fun. I liked the animation style. Um another seven for me, personally. Yeah. Give me, me give me a really scary dream about a Kraken. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. I like crack I like crack Craptozoo. Oh, Cryptozoo, speaking of, got uh acquired by Magnolia. One of the oh, cool. one of the twelve to get acquired. So that's exciting. Good for them. We'll good. see where that goes. Good for Cryptozoo. Up next John in the Hole. I was pretty excited for this one. I was all right. I, a lot of I will say this of our predictions. I think we were about eighty percent right for how I was going to feel about. Well, I think <laughs> I was about eighty percent right about how I thought I was going to feel about them. Mm-hmm. 
I disliked John in the Hole as well. Yeah, it was a uh, pretty disappointing. Yeah. Really, another one of those just kind of goes nowhere. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to end a movie. There's a really weird subplot that does absolutely nothing, goes nowhere. <laughs> it isn't even a subplot. It's like three different really small weird scenes <sighs> that really seem like it's going to be really important. <laughs> yeah, that seem like it's going to be like, God, where is this where is this tying into? I'd nothing. say I'd say John in the Hole was the first like big disappointment for me. It was my first disappointment because throughout I was like this is cool. Like yeah. for what I thought the Flirted movie was going to be, I was like I'm I'm on like for the whole time I was like riding at about a 6, maybe a 7, mm-hmm. but the end dropped it down to a 4 for me. Not because like again without spoiling it, it's just the it it's a movie that doesn't know they didn't know how they wanted to end this movie when they were writing it, so they just chose not to. Yeah. It was good to see Michael C. Hall, though. Yeah, yeah. It was cool. to see him and Taste of Farmiga. I yeah. think the best part about John in the Hole was Ethan's absolute killer review. Thank you. Thank that, you. Was, that was good. That was yeah, a good you're, one. Yeah, you were, Listeners, you're going to have to go read it. We can't read it on. Yeah, we we're not, live. we don't have time to read it to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, up next, this one. Oof. I gave this one a higher score than some of these other ones, but this honestly is one of my <laughs> least favorite of the film, yeah. festival because yeah. it just oof. <laughs> in the Earth, Ben Wheatley, go fuck yourself. <laughs> in the Earth is another one that I was like, this could be an A twenty four darling. Uh, another one that I hope doesn't. I just hope it dies out. I this movie is infuriating. I, yeah. I could totally see Hulu or Netflix buying this, not making a big deal out of it. Yeah, but putting it on there. Cause it's a, uh, it gives it, it teases big midsummer vibes. It teases big ritual vibes. Annihilation, fucking Blair annihilation. Witch. Ben Wheatley's other stuff. Yeah, big annihilation vibes. And then it doesn't, it doesn't go anywhere. I think this movie just really, really needed to just find out which direction it wanted to go in and just pick that. Yeah, it goes in like it's like an abduction movie for a little bit. Yeah, and it's a pandemic movie, and then it's like a. And none of Magic them really movie. live up to what they could be. If if literally just one of these plots was the whole movie and they just focused on that, I think it would have been way more consistent yeah. and yeah. way more strong. Better. But there's just it's all over so the place. every fucking twenty minutes of this movie feels like a different movie. Yeah, yeah. it feels like a season of TV. It feels yeah. like mm-hmm. you could stretch that out. The other thing about this one is this was our first one that was very obviously filmed within quarantine. This mm-hmm. movie, the director said that he came up with the idea on day one of quarantine, and then they filmed it this last summer. That shit shows. The fact that this yeah. movie hasn't been in... This this movie one year ago wasn't even a concept. It shows. It's an underdeveloped, underthought-out story. And all of the COVID-esque stuff in it was dumb. Was yeah. fucking dumb. I could not really believe dumb. that there was a... They did a nose swab test in this movie. Yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, didn't I did not like this movie. Don't don't watch it. Don't unless watch you it. unless you unless you hate all the movies that we said it's similar to, then maybe you'll like it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. If you're like I liked Annihilation except that they they gave me too much stuff to yeah. digest, then if you'll they just wander around the, the woods for a while. I would have liked it more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Up next is Knocking. Uh kind of the same thing. Yeah. At least it was short. It was Felt long. it was short, but it did feel long. One of the biggest issues that I think plagued the entire festival was movies that for no reason were fucking boring. Yeah, I agree. Like just knocking feels like it was a 30 minute, a 30 page like pilot of a TV show that they were like, what is this TV show going to be about? And they're like, all right, well, Mm. we'll just stretch it out to be an hour and a half long movie. I think, uh, Isaac, I think you put it really well while we were watching it. You said this movie's like 80 minutes and they spend about 70 of it, like not doing anything, which is like, that's really how it feels. It's, it's, it's really, 
uh, it, it like I uh, some of these movies just really feel like they should have been short films or something. Mm-hmm. And this is, I think, this oh, is a, oh my god, yeah, yeah. Especially when we get into some later ones, but this one I think also kind of applies to that description too. It's just, it's just, it's so weird. Like, yeah, it's, it al- it's so lacking in substance. It also has a plot twist you can see coming a mile away. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think we all kind of had the <sighs> same idea. <laughs> it's either she's crazy or she's not crazy. That's the... yeah, that's what you gotta figure out. That's exactly why it should have been a short five minutes, film. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! They, yeah, they they tip their hand way too soon. Up next, this is I think I watched this one alone, right? Summer of Soul oh, or yeah. When the Revolution Could Not Be Televised, the Quest Love documentary. I'll sleep it in. This one won some awards. Pretty good documentary. This was one of the ones that I was like, hey man, we've had some shit. Fuck. At this point, we had not seen a single one that I would say I really liked. Yeah. And I didn't really like Summer of Love, but it was the best thing I had seen by far. At mm. this point, Summer of Love is a, it's a documentary about that festival during the same year as Woodstock. It's a soul festival. Uh, it was really cool. A really cool documentary. It's really surprising that this footage was just sitting in some guy's basement for 50 years. And they're like, yeah, we, we should do something with that finally. Good call on Questlove's part. But yeah, good call. He won some awards. Good for him. Good for him. Up next was One for the Road, which me and Steven watched. This one was actually really cool. I was I was pretty nervous that this one was going to be bad. It was getting kind of bad reviews, mixed right. reviews. I really liked it. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. really, really liked this one. It's kind of long. It's just over two hours. I think it's like two hours, 15 minutes. And it's uh, super cheesy. Like, there's there's a lot of parts where I was like, this is like, it's, it's borderline cringe at a lot of parts. <laughs> but it's just so heartfelt that I was like, I can, I can look past it. Yeah. I can look past that. And uh, it's it's pretty slick. It's pretty stylish. The, it's got a ton of needle drops. The first song that plays in the movie is Whiplash, the actual jazz yeah. ensemble song. But cool. uh, Was Miles Teller there? He was in the background, actually. He says, one for the road. <laughs> one for the road. He's got bloody hands. <laughs> I do recommend checking that one out. Up next is Mass. Mass. This was a heavy one. Yeah, it was. Re- I, yeah, it was yeah. Really directed by the stoner from Cabin in the Woods, his directorial debut. Fran Kranz. Fran Kranz. Luckily, we you, you go into this movie thinking, "Oh God, a school shooting movie," and it's just it's really just a sitting in a movie or sitting in a room. Mm-hmm. It's a talk for adults. Movie. It's it is. It, it was it was an hour, maybe almost almost two hours of uh, four people talking in a room, and it was mm-hmm. the most entertaining movie. Yeah. of Sundance, at least <laughs> up until that point. Right. That's a. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I think that's a good description, too. Like, it's it sounds the least entertaining, but I, I couldn't take my eyes off the screen. No, yeah. No. I didn't like, want to go was, to the bathroom. I was like, yeah, oh, that's, that's, that's exactly how I felt. Like, for a lot of these movies, I was like, I'm going to piss. Don't pause it. <laughs> but for this one, it's like, all right, I, I'm, I'm going to wait. <laughs> I'm going to wait to see what happens <laughs> yeah. here. Like, there were a lot of moments uh, that I was just, yeah, I was just glued to it. I couldn't stop watching it. It's yeah. really good acting. This is one that there's no, I don't think there's really spoilers we can say, but yeah, yeah. The, I, I think if the description for this one is vague, it, it need not be. This movie is about the parents of a school shooter and the parents of a kid that he killed in a room talking for two hours. Yeah. And uh, shout out to Fran Kranz for literally writing, I, I don't know, 130 pages of straight dialogue. Like, that Pretty is a impressive. daunting task yeah. that I would never. And it's attempt. all good. <laughs> and it's all really yeah. good. It's all and it's all really heartfelt. It seems pretty. I mean, I'm not in the position of either of these groups of people, yeah. but it seems like a very the way the story is told is not in an exploitative way. It seems like in a very healthy healing way. Like mm-hmm. there, we're getting to the root of something and we're getting like moving past that. And like the conversation, yeah. it seems like a productive conversation carrying out. Yeah, throughout. And, there's you know, there's yeah. a lot of grief in it, but there's oh, all, yeah. I, that's not. They're not. They. they 
make it pretty specific that they're not meeting in this room so they can fucking get angry mm-hmm. and get sad. It's it's there's a reason for it, but it's yeah, it's it, it's really like clumsy kind of yeah. too with a lot of things happening, which I thought was very realistic and very which made it like way more sad. Yeah. Like it's like I don't know, it's a it's a very realistic depiction I think of of grief and yeah. it's it's good. It's really, it's good. really good. It also won the award for the only one to make me cry of the whole festival. Yeah, I cried two times I think. I think it only got me once, but yeah. I, I, it, they were some hot tears. Yeah, I had some I had some face swells myself and then cried for real twice, I think. Mass is like one of the best movies of the festival. There's no way yeah. that's not going to get picked up. Mass also seems like an Oscar darling if I've ever seen oh, one. Yeah. <laughs> like, definitely. I wouldn't, call, I wouldn't go as far as to say it's Oscar Beatty because it's definitely not. It's not melodramatic enough to be Oscar Beatty, but right. it is a sh- it's, the one thing about it is it's not a movie I would really recommend just because it's, yeah. like, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's an acting showcase. But it's the best of the films that I've given my actor showcase description, like Beautiful Boy, and um, there's another one that's just like literally just straight Jackie. Grief. No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, even Waves, I would say, is honestly like an actor showcase. But of those, this is the one that I'm like, yeah, it's just an actor showcase, but it's really good. Yeah, the thing yeah. is, though, is I, I could never rewatch this movie. Yeah, it's just, oh, it's just so yeah. like just grueling. But and like we yeah. said, it's just. Four people in a room. Yeah, it's pretty respectful. <laughs> they never show anything. Yeah. They don't. They don't. Yeah, which is powerful, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah, I don't want to spoil it either. But it's it's. I'm glad that wasn't really the yeah. subject of it. There's no visuals that are like that. It's just these people talking yeah, I about was, it. I was really nervous about the movie tanking itself a couple times. Yeah. That I was like, if that happens, I will give this movie half a star. Up next was the Sparks Brothers. I can't speak too much to this one. I was pretty unengaged the whole time, and I left to get food halfway through. <laughs> I really like Sparks Brothers. That's cool. I've been listening to Sparks Brothers. It's, they're just like, I, uh, uh, they're they're just a band's band, and I love like some some of my favorite bands are just bands bands, mm-hmm. and Sparks Brothers is just the ultimate bands band. Does, just, do you guys know what that means? Yeah, not not really. It means it's like it's like bands that you like like that band, but. Most people don't like that band. Okay, okay. It's people making music that like those bands. Yeah. So Sparks Brothers, everyone's heard of Sparks Brothers in the music industry. Mm-hmm. It's just they never they never have gotten any mainstream success <laughs> right. at all. So they have a lot of like, oh yeah, that song that song's a popular song. Oh, yeah, that song's a popular song. They did make twenty five fucking albums. Mm-hmm. Uh, and still going, right? Yeah, and still going, which is interesting. But yeah, I liked it. Fun fun documentary. Cool. The thing is, is it's hard to recommend. Like, hey, you want to get into a band that you've never heard of? And watch this. might not like <laughs> yeah exactly Anyways. for me for me the one thing that i was hoping was i was hoping that i was going to come out of it being like oh okay i kind of like that but like I've, I've had pretty no interest in the band since pretty much just just from I? the documentary i've had a lot of interest in the first few albums just because the way that they describe them but yeah a lot of the later ones i'm like i'm never gonna yeah I'm just too many yeah up next eight for silver eight for silver Woo! bit of division on this one yeah yeah quite a bit actually a L- little bit of division Ooh, i lowered my score you did? Yeah. <laughs> what did you... Originally, you gave it... Originally, I gave it an eight. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, it's a seven. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. And then you're at an eight still? I'm still at an eight. I have contemplated lowering you, you mine. Said, but you I'm, said soft eight. Yeah, it's a soft eight for me. It's like... it's Yeah. I, I feel seven is a little too low for me, personally. I, but I see the perspective of giving yeah. it a seven. Or lower. Yeah. Um, but personally, for me, I just... It, I think I was also very desperate to like something. Yeah. <laughs> that's point, the thing is... I'll be totally true. honest. That's true. That's the thing is, eight for silver was what I wanted it to be, mm-hmm. besides having bad CGI... 
It is a werewolf movie. Yeah. And, and they show that, the fucking and, monster, at least. Yeah, yeah they do. <laughs> and they don't really, fucking hide it Really either. poorly. But uh, uh, every single Sundance movie was like, that's not really what I, that's yeah. not what I was hoping yeah, for. No, so exactly. for Eddie for Silver to be that, I was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There we go. It, I, I think for me, I, I 100% agree, except for the fact that, like, it was the first one to be exactly what we had... Pre- like, because even the ones that I was like, oh, we're going to hate that, like, John in the Hole, I was like, well, it wasn't bad enough for me to be like, I fucking hated that. It just was badly written. And then, like, in the earth, I was like, that shit should have been good, and it was great for a while, mm-hmm. and then it got awful. Yeah. And then Eight for Silver, I was like, okay, it's it's pretty much, like, it's pretty black <laughs> it's and pretty white what it is. What yeah. it is. But, uh... I just did not like it. Like, That's because fair. I, I mean, I gave it a six. I, I think it has some cool stuff. I really liked some of the visual stuff of it. Mm-hmm. It's very um, moody, very foggy. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't love the creature design. I really wish yeah, it was, I was really cool. wish it was completely different. But yeah. I think we all agreed it kind of looked like a ghoul from yeah. Witcher. <laughs> I think, I think the <laughs> one funny. thing that saved it yeah, from it the five like for me was the, uh, some of the body horror practical effects stuff. Yeah. There's some cool alien really shit cool. in there. There's yeah, even, cool. there's even one part specifically, I'm not saying this movie is like this other movie, but one part specifically did remind me of the thing. Oh yeah. Which I think also just boosted my, excitement for it yeah so yeah. it's got it's definitely got some stuff going for it and mm. as far as letter oh, and it has goes, a scarecrow yeah when's the last time we got a good scarecrow and, batman begins what a, the fuck that's a cool scarecrow and that's a cool that scarecrow yeah Freaky it's pretty deaky. scary i also and really it's pretty brutal yeah it's, it's really brutal, brutal. Uh, <gasps> i also like that actor who is in the the main lead also I, it's cool i haven't seen him in anything since like logan yeah, yeah, yeah. i just like that actor it was cool to see him again and i i do i do think that i'm a little more in the minority with my opinion on this one so if this gets picked up anywhere i would i would say the thing you know, is is recommend the cgi is so bad it's, it's unfinished <laughs> i would be yeah. i would be like if i recommended it to someone and they're like god that's CGI is bad, i'd be like i'd be embarrassed about like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty bad isn't that. it yeah <laughs> Up next, this was our last one of the night. This was our oh, one, two, man. three, four, five, sixth one in a row. Last one of the night. A glitch in the Matrix. I'll, I'll start off by saying this. I wasn't, like, mad at this movie for most of it. Yeah. Like, the whole time I was like, this is just fine. Like, I was like, I don't, like, it's not really doing me any favors. I had my takes. This is the only one that I'm like, there's not really spoilers there's nothing yeah. to spoil, so I'm just going to talk about it freely. Yeah. But, like, the whole time they were talking about simulation theory, I had pretty much made up my mind within 25 minutes that I was like, yeah, I mean, okay, if it's a simulation, <laughs> like, oh, well. Like, yeah. you know, if anything, I will say the one thing that kudos to this movie for doing was it made me realize that I'm not really scared of simulation theory. That's like, true. it used to be something that I thought was, like, yeah. kind of freaky, you know? Like, I was like, if that's true, that's kind of scary. But now I'm like, if that's true, I really don't fucking care at all. And, and not only that, but I feel like the movie goes out of its way to make it not as scary and make it not as valid. Yeah. I almost felt like, yeah. I almost felt like, man, are you guys trying to like make You're this? really trying to make this like a Reddit thread. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that's like the biggest problem I had with it too, is I'm like, I, I, I never really took the thing seriously, but I, I, you know, of course wandered in being like, yeah, sure. I'll keep an open mind. Right. And I think especially like lately I'm trying to watch more documentaries mm-hmm. and I, I mean, like, even just, like, one I had watched before this, I feel like I learned a lot from it. What the fuck did I learn from this? Like, I feel like... You learned that if you watch The Matrix too much, you're going to kill your parents. Yeah, like, a lot of of this this movie is, like, personal anecdotes from fucking neckbeards. Yeah. That's what this movie is. There's With not like weird. Yeah, there's not avatars. real. Yeah, there's I not real that. science or anything like interesting. What was the point of that? Trying yeah. to teach you. It's just 
these stupid fucking anecdotes from these 40 year old gamers fascinated so by Elon Musk and church, Minecraft. And, and, I, and I just knew I was better. Yeah. I knew I was better. I was and just shit alpha. like that. It's just I was the, fucking stupid. I was the Sigma male. The Sigma male. The Sigma male, yeah. The thing is, is the, with, the, with like the animation stuff, I actually did like that part of it. And I didn't mind the avatars over the interviews, except for the fact that they didn't do it on every single one of them. So then it just made yeah. me feel like, so what was wrong with those weirdos <laughs> that you couldn't just show They them? were literally neckbeards, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And then even in like the little little like flashbacks they were the little versions of the avatars which is yeah yeah, yeah it, it was, was just so really crazy. goofy it was like, it's so dumb. and and yeah the worst part of this movie is they take a whole 20 30 long minute chunk of the movie just to tell just to have this guy tell his own story yeah about how he watched matrix he was obsessed I with fucking, it. He was just obsessed with Matrix, so he killed his parents. He fucking and he was like, "Yeah," and I was looking at my mom, and then I shot her in the face. Like, and her what? face exploded. What and is what? What <laughs> is this movie? At this? What is this? What is this about? What are we fucking yeah. talking about here? I, oh I think, god, I hated that. I think if the directors were to read my review, they'd be like, "Well, that's unfair. We weren't going for that. We weren't trying to justify it." And I'm like, "Fair enough. I don't think that you maybe were, but that's how it." I'm like, "What was the yeah. point then?" Yeah. Because especially having you, him tell his story himself exactly like he, because he was telling like, it himself the only thing the only thing that relates that to the content of the movie is the matrix itself so yeah. you could have had a 20 minute made 20 minute segment about how the matrix is a trans allegory yeah and it would have fit just as much and i would <laughs> yeah. have been like cool cool i guess yeah <laughs> like, you don't have to talk about how this guy killed his parents exactly f- for no fucking reason yeah and i think uh, on. i think i think your review isaac especially hits the nail on the head in a lot of areas but specifically with what you're talking about with what what this I don't understand what this movie's message is really supposed to be or what you're supposed to take from it yeah, or no. learn fr- about simulation theory to have your opinion on it but I think honestly what you did say about like a lot of this just seems like a bunch of people trying to justify mass murders and like just shit and just non-consequential violence yeah, and my, yeah. and like you said yeah they might disagree with what what that was meant to be but I think that's still very valid to yeah. take from the movie like there's so many moments in this movie where they're like well why don't I shoot a bunch of people exactly and, they, oh and my the God. only answer you really get from this movie is one fucking neckbeard saying is that what you want to do yeah exactly. and it's like that's not a no, fucking answer to that yeah. like that's that not part, you I hated that I yeah. hated that shit I think my biggest issue with it is I don't, and I think in my review, I was like, mm, I don't want this to come off like I'm attacking religion. I don't have a problem if you have a religion. Yeah. But for me, it was like, <laughs> I think it's a good take on it. It was like the fact that the, the the people that are in the movie remind me of people that are like the in your face atheists, right? Yeah. Because they're like, fuck religion, fuck organized religion. I don't care what color or creed you are. Fuck you, you're dumbass piece of shit if you follow a religion, right? Okay, I'm not a religious person, but, like, shut up. Like, just shut up. <laughs> but for me, the reason it was so ridiculous was because I was like, this is a religion. Like, you are, you have your prophet, Philip K. Dick, and I yeah, like Philip K. K. Dick. <laughs> I like him. Yeah. But this man has 15 minutes in this movie talking about how he saw visions from another world. Oh, more world. than 15 minutes. Oh, well, I guess, yeah, that <laughs> yeah. part was only 15 minutes. About how he had visions from another world, and that's where half the shit comes from. I'm like, okay, well, that's a re- that's a religion. And then, yeah, it's the same thing, too, where I'm like, if it's a simulation, I really, really don't care. And I think that this movie does nothing to that. I think what this movie does is it makes you feel better about yourself for not wanting to do a mass shooting for no reason. But I think it gives you an out for just being, like, apathetic about everything. Yeah, yeah. And just, I don't, <laughs> what what, why give a shit? Like, it's not, it's not, why should I give a shit? Because it's just a simulation. I thought the fact that the the guy who said, if it's a simulation, you know what we should do is band together as a universe to create a, 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 a bl- bright, blinking, uh, fuck you. No, that's not what we should do as the universe. We should not be doing that. <laughs> like, yeah. I know, God. that only works in that one scenario that they 
yeah. hypothesize I know, about. Like, if if we're in a black ball in the middle, in the of, middle a museum, of a museum, sure, <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure, go ahead. I oh think also God. too a lot of criticism this movie gets, and I think it's definitely like worthy of that criticism. Is like it's mostly just a bunch of like white men who don't really have to worry. Yeah. About like a lot of actual <laughs> geopolitical <laughs> things happening in the world. So they're just obsessing over this fucking video game ass world because it makes them feel more important. Yeah. I think I think Devin had a good take on it too, where it's like yeah. <laughs> half these people just have undiagnosed mental issues that they need to get sorted I, out. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're just like and that's not supposed to be a knock. Genuinely, those people like yeah. like like especially the people Sincerely. whose first thoughts are that like wow it's crazy how I'm the best person in the world and everyone else is, has no value I'm like you need help like that's <laughs> yeah. like not a healthy thought to be having yeah. living your life especially one of them ta- one of the people in that documentary talk about having those kind of feelings when they're like eight years old yeah I know and I was like and they're like forty now and yeah. I'm like oh friend I did like the part where the guy was flying the airplane upside down that was pretty crazy never heard about that that was insane yeah, yeah, that I was like is this real did this really happen but, yeah that part was pretty yeah. bananas Glitch in the Matrix not my favorite yeah. my, I think that was my worst one of the festival it's one of my yeah I think it's my probably my bottom one also not the not the first movie we watched about a shooting not the last C- certainly not the last I remembered which one you're talking about now up next is I Was a Simple Man. I watched this one alone as well. Well, Callista watched this one with me. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's like, it's. Do you guys ever watch Birds of Passage, the one about like the Colombian drug war? I didn't. I saw it at TIFF a couple of years ago. Birds and it, of Prey? <laughs> yeah, but the Margot Robbie one about the Colombian drug war. <laughs> um, it's, it's really similar to where it's like, it's pretty beautiful, it's nice to look at, but it's like, it's pretty boring. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty slow. And it's like... Uh, was it over two hours? I don't know. I think so. I think it was like two hours and five minutes or God. something. <laughs> it was two hours. I can't I can't scoff at a two-hour movie because that's the standard. <laughs> yeah. Movies need to be... If a movie's 90 minutes, that's a short movie. Yeah. Two hours is a regular movie. <laughs> like, um, so it was, it was... But it felt kind of long. And it was just kind of slow. It's, it's very... The, the timeline of the movie is a little strange and it's it's a ghost story but not really in the way that I wanted it to be and like it was nice to look at but I almost watched it because it said ghost story so yeah. I'm glad I didn't I would no, have been pissed you wouldn't, you wouldn't have liked it um, <laughs> but it was it was cool enough I gave it a 7 up next was Mother Schmuckers <laughs> um, it's just uh, Dumb and Dumber meets Jackass foreign in 2021 I guess. Just yeah. like a it's kind of like, like a garbage movie. Because I was <laughs> laughing my ass off. I was laughing a couple times. Like I like at the beginning of the movie, I hated the shit part, right? I hated the shit part. I was like, <laughs> in the first I get it. in the first couple of minutes they're eating poop. And they're throwing up and I was like, okay, I guess. Oh yeah, they throw up in the camera. Um, and that's the title card. It's I I'll say this right now, this is the second worst of the whole festival. <laughs> I, I, I kinda worst. loathe this movie. <laughs> And it had some parts that I was like, this is like the setup of this is kind of funny. And then the way they would execute it and deliver the punchline was like, I, I was like, I get it's the point, but I just really don't love offense. I don't like cringe, crude humor that's meant to offend offend you. And like, I don't like movies that feel like they they think they're so badass because like you can't handle this He's shit. Just throwing throwing yeah. an animal orgy. Animal orgy. Oh, my my mom's dead and uh, necrophilia. I just, I hate it. I know they shit. really went off the walls at the end there. Don't watch mother schmuckers unless you're high. <laughs> I do. However, uh, really like I made up my cover photo, the picture of him pointing the gun at the yeah, pigeon. It's pretty funny. Picture. I think that's a hilarious picture. <laughs> it's a pretty, pretty funny. funny. Picture. I think it's hard too, just cause I, I think something I discovered about myself is 
just watching so many movies that were like disappointing or even just meh, like just back to back to back to back. Yeah. I genuinely kind of forgot what a good movie was for a while and what a bad movie was. Like just watching it, I was like, what yeah. do I like about movies? Like, I was like, I need <laughs> right. to watch something that reminds me why I like movies. And I think with Mother yeah. Schmuckers, this was like, for me, I initially started with a six, which looking yeah. back, I'm like, that's pretty fucking high. And even at a five, I'm like, I might lower this again. But like, I think for me, especially coming off of Glitch of the Matrix, I was just like, it made me laugh a couple times, I guess. So it's yeah, just a it's, garbage movie. It's definitely movie. not boring. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's just, just a, yeah. It's just a throwaway garbage fucking toilet movie. It's literally garbage, but it wa- it knows it's yeah. garbage and it wants That's to be. That's not me like it's, trashing yeah, it. Yeah. It just it literally is a trash movie. That's the only reason I'm fine with being so hard on the movie is because yeah. like I'm like I think that the directors are probably gonna get off on that, being like, yeah, we fucking got them. <laughs> yeah. uh, the craziest part about Mother Schmuckers is just that it played at Sundance. Yeah, like I'm yeah, like, why did Sundance? Who at Sundance? <laughs> what programmer watched that? And was like, well, yes. That, I think I think a pretty recurring theme with this year and hindsight is 2020 we should have known this is that this is gonna be this is a post-covid sundance yeah it's all the movies that were made last year in weird circumstances mm-hmm. half yeah. finished half yeah. yeah and i think for me too especially like coming off a lot of these movies that we just didn't really have good feelings on i was getting really worried because at this point we're like what halfway through all of our movies and i was just like <laughs> yeah. is yeah, it because like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like because i was like okay so is it just that all the mo- these movies are made in covid and they were harder to make and they were just made and they're not very good thankfully we got to some later ones that were pretty damn good up next this one i think is getting kind of harshly slammed i didn't think it was good this but is one of the, i thought this is one of the worst ones really, really? interesting <laughs> i'm no I, I'm, I'm curious to see why because i mean i think i know why but i'm curious to hear your feelings how it ends this is the one about the end of the world it's the last day on earth before a meteor strikes and it's about this lady who is with her metaphysical younger self walking around mm, uh this one does. tying tying up loose ends and trying to go to a party for the end of the world um I didn't like this movie, but I did give it a six. And I do, th- I, this movie irritates me in the COVID sense because oh, yeah. this movie is like pretty fucked up. The, there's a scene at the end of this movie where they, they're at a party yeah. with a lot of people oh, at yeah. the party. And I was like, that's not cool. Like, yeah. not cool at all. This was filmed in a LA. A bunch of real celebrities were there. A so bunch like, of, oh. I'm like, this so literally. So you guys are just partying. <laughs> literally, it, I'm like, Pauly Shore is at this party. This dude on camera looks fucking high out of his mind. I don't think this guy knows he was in a movie. I'm like, <laughs> you guys had this party. And then some the fucking cops were coming. And you're like, who has a fucking Alexa camera? Bust it out and start filming. And then you had to make a movie around it. And that's what it feels like. Yeah, damn. But uh, I don't. I so I didn't like that aspect of it. But go ahead. What were your thoughts? I it, there's some. It's like we've we've been saying since March last year. Don't give us a COVID movie, yeah. please. And this is the most COVID movie. Every single interaction is six feet apart. Oh, yeah. Or they're like talking to them up on like a roof and they're down on a street and they're walking around the street and everything's empty. It's like, okay. It feels like COVID. This is like you guys were just really bored during COVID and started going out and be like, Fred, can you just come out? We'll give you. We're already hanging out anyway. Yeah, just come (laughs) out and we're going to we'll give you a little thing and then just read it and then. We'll, we'll fucking pay you after we premiered at Sundance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say at least it wasn't COVID, though. Yeah, at least it was an asteroid, yeah, which, I is, thought, which I, is interesting. I thought they the fact that they were walking around and it was like empty L.A. streets, I was like, mm, I don't know if that really makes sense for yeah. what's happening in the world, <laughs> but it's the best use of the empty streets that's not COVID yeah. itself. Better so. than in the earth. <laughs> yeah. And then there are some, there are some pretty funny moments. But there's, like, an equal amount of just, like, weird, like, am I supposed to be, like, feeling, like, she's, like, reconciling with her mom. I'm like, am I supposed to be, like, feeling for this? And then her metaphysical self 
whatever that means. She's just like also there. It's, God, it's pretty head assy. Yeah, and then yeah. The, the end of the movie is really also. I feel like this movie looked really bad. Like the oh, color yeah. correction mm-hmm. was really bad. Whatever camera they used was that. I hated that. It just has a low and just in like value. gross LA light. I think the biggest part that irritated me about this movie to me was there's a couple missed opportunities. For me, I was I found it very hard to relate to a COVID movie about. Oh, like this, like poor upper class, like <laughs> actress in LA. Like, oh, literally, this. I'm so sorry for with, you. With her own big house and yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> like, and I'm like, yeah, I get that you have got like family issues or whatever. But the whole time, the whole time in this movie, I wanted for someone who was not her to be spending their day trying to call her out for her shit and make yeah. her reconcile. And that to me was like a big that missed opportunity. Cool. And then oh, there's also a really weird musical number. I hated that. What part was that? They just go up and there's some girl playing guitar in the street. They're like, you want to sing with oh, me? Like, yeah. How about that we all sing together? That part was like fucking 10 minutes too long. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that part was <laughs> weird. I didn't mean to throw you off. No, no, no. That That's true. And it's just, yeah, the whole thing, it is. I mean, honestly, the more I think about it, I would probably give it a four or five on a rewatch, but I would never rewatch it, so... And I can see this movie getting bought up by Netflix or something. I'm just because it has Ryan. a lot of cameos. A lot of cameos. Yeah. Some of them pretty good. I think for me, <laughs> I just really sorry. fucking just turned my brain off. And I was like, there's some warm parts in this movie. Yeah. I like some of the ideas here. Some parts were cute, but I definitely agree with a whole lot of the, like, a lot of these jokes are just too fucking long. Mm-hmm. Dude. Holy the bit, shit. Just drop the bit. And it's not that funny in the first place, <laughs> yeah. but they just keep fucking doing it. And there's, there's a lot of the same humor throughout the whole movie that I kind of noted in my review. Is It's like it's a whole lot of purposeful stutter humor yeah which is funny sometimes if you have the right personality for it i think the same thing too is like i could have turned my brain off and been like yeah you know what like let her have her problems if it wasn't a covid movie like if it had been made two years ago and it was just like oh end of the end of the world and this white girl has to make amends with everybody and tell her boyfriend that he cheated on her and he's an asshole okay whatever that's fine but because it was a covid movie it was literally just like one of those things where i'm like I'm sure this is how it is for you in LA. Yeah. This is the worst part of COVID for you is that you're just sitting. Yeah. It's it, it's, it's bored. It's hanging with your metaphysical self. Yeah, it's the movie version of the celebrities singing the Imagine. Eleven days into that was eleven days into COVID. That was eleven days, <laughs> and they're like Imagine. <laughs> it's just like the Ellen out. It's the out of it's the Jesus. out of touch like yeah. level of it. But yeah, I certainly see that aspect too for sure. Mary, Alpha. Oh my god. Yankee. <laughs> Delta Alpha Yankee. Mayday up next. Uh, this one had a lot of potential, maybe, in theory. Honestly, my score is kind of out of pity for this one because I think this one is really bad. It's it makes <laughs> it makes no sense. This movie makes no fucking like, sense. I, I, gave I don't this, understand. I, I gave this movie a five. I really feel like it's probably a three or a four, but I was like, I'm sure there's a feminist message in here somewhere. I think the directing was cool too. Yeah. Everything else was just... Mia Goth was good. Yeah. Mia Goth was, was good. Fine. She was scary. But yeah. yeah, this movie is like this weird... <laughs> it makes no fucking sense. I don't sense. know how... It's like a... It's, the description of this, this, this... I don't even know how to explain <laughs> it. I can't... It's not even like I can really spoil it. Basically... The plot of this movie is bullshit. That's not what this movie is about. And it doesn't... About. Yeah, yeah, it, that's true. It kind of is, but that's not what it's really about. If it had started like that... Basically, if the beginning of this movie didn't exist, I would have been way more on board with like it being weird and like, yeah, yeah. Okay, but the fact that it starts at the beginning it goes from normal world to whatever this to is. whatever. I was like the whole time you're playing catch up, trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. And if we had just gotten thrown into that world, I would have been like, oh, okay. And then at the end, I would have I don't know how I would have felt about the plot twist or whatever. But it's just very. It's honestly nonsense. Mm. It's it really is. For honestly, me, where I think... it finally sorry. For me, where it finally 
like jumps the shark and got to a point where I was like, like I, I was really trying the whole time. I was like, <laughs> I really want to think that at some point I don't, cause I was like, if I had the patience for David Lynch and all these other arty art housey movies, like I got to have the patience for this. And so I really was trying to get the time of the day, mm-hmm. figure it out. I was trying to unlock the mystery in my head. And then it jumps the shark. Once it gets to the little musical number, I was like, all right, I'm done with oh, this. Yeah. I'm done watching this. Like <laughs> there's a musical <laughs> number out of nowhere. What were you going to say, Jake? Oh, I was just going to say, I think you guys actually held on for quite a bit longer than I did. <laughs> like, just in the sense of paying attention and trying to, like, understand it. <laughs> yeah. Like, because for me, and maybe this makes me sound fucking stupid or whatever, but, like, when she lands on the beach, I'm already like, what the fuck is happening? Well, see, for <laughs> when, when she I lands like, on the beach, I was like, okay, this is what I thought this movie was about, so here we go. Yeah, yeah. I was mostly just like, why is she here? And... I, I literally ran up the stairs to like blow my nose or something for like 20 seconds and came back down and she was on the beach and I was already like, what? And for me, it's not that I like totally gave up once she hit the beach. I was just mostly just like, okay, I'm already c- pretty confused at what's happening. Mm-hmm. And even with like, like you mentioned, even with like Lynchian stuff, I'm not confused this like fucking 10 minutes into a Lynchian Well, and movie. also Lynchian, I, it's but like, also even Lynchian if it's confusing, like I'm like, it's at least like, yeah. it's like intriguing. <laughs> yeah, it's still it's just like, compelling. Yeah. It's also, it also suffered the same fate as where I was like, there's no reason that this much wacky shit should be this fucking boring. Yeah. And yeah. it's so boring. And I honestly <laughs> think some of the acting is good, but some of the acting is like straight up bad, like yeah. bad acting where I was like, yikes, I feel bad, but this is just... I also just didn't get it. Like, I didn't get... The thing was, is, like, I, I got the... I was like, I'm not... It, it's not like I was offended that all the men were getting killed or anything like that. I was like, okay, whatever, that's fine. But I just didn't get it. Like, yeah, I was yeah. like... I still even, don't. Even when people were getting... There was, like, certain people that were getting killed that I was like... <laughs> Why? <laughs> like, <laughs> Where did you come from? Yeah, yeah why I was are you also here? confused by that too. Who are so these other like, people with you? Yeah, it seems like it's going for like a Wizard of Oz thing, but just does not. Weirdly enough, like 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 hearing that before you watch it doesn't make sense, but in retrospect, it's like yeah, it, it is. It's Wizard it's of Oz, but it like weird. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and the the optics of the movie were cool. Like it yeah, was cool I really these, wanted to. These yeah. World War, it's like it's basically like World War Two aesthetic, and these four girls are just mm-hmm. killing men. Mm-hmm. I'm like this would be a cool video game. But then it just it makes no sense. Yeah. I, I would have so Doesn't much rather. There, to me, if this movie had just from. been like, if they had just just scrapped the middle, or I mean, not in the middle, scrapped the beginning, scrapped the end, and you make this movie about women in World War Two mm-hmm. who defect from the army and go hide out on an island, and then every rescue mission cooler. that comes to get them, they just kill the men. Yeah, that'd be cool. That sounds intriguing. Up next, Strawberry Mansion. Um. I thought that Strawberry Mansion was okay. I thought, I got, for me, I get what they were going for. I like the way it looked. Yeah, I mean, for me, the one thing that I was a little disappointed like with was the the Tucker. the aesthetic of the movie. The visual aesthetic, I think they kind of tilt their hand a little too much. I think they should have held back just a little bit because yeah. it goes so far to a point where there's things that look needlessly cheap for no reason, where it walks into like Tim and Eric style, where I'm like, Tim and Eric does it, but it's funny because you're not, you're supposed to be like laughing at how bad it looked. Mm-hmm. In this movie, I don't think I'm supposed to be laughing at how bad it looks. I think I'm supposed to be like feeling a, a retro a vibe, but it doesn't, it just looks bad. Yeah. Like, so I, I thought some of it was okay. Um, plots kind of all over the place. This, this feels like one that had we not seen it at Sundance, we never, never, never. would have come across. Our yeah. Record. Nope. And I feel like I probably have really harsh feelings on it. And I, I don't like to use like super strong, hateful words about it, but like, I, I really didn't like this movie. Yeah. This is your worst one, right? One of the worst. No, I didn't think it was like worse than Glitch in the Matrix or anything. Um, 
or even another movie we'll talk about later. But for this one, I was just so annoyed by it, dude. Like, like I, I was, I tried really hard with this movie. I feel like, especially in the beginning, and where a lot of stuff was really connecting with me a little bit. Like, I thought, um, like the opening scene and just how certain aesthetics are looking, like this weird retro futurism, like the weird fucking helmet thing he puts right. on and stuff. Mm-hmm. That stuff was really cool to me, and some of the dream parts were cool. But it just, there's, it comes to a point where it's just like. All right, this has really lost its charm on me, and it's yeah. still going. And I'm, we're not yeah. even halfway. Like for me, it feels like it feels like if too many cooks from Adult Swim went on for two hours. Yeah, no, it, it, yeah. exactly. That was like what I said in my review is the. It's like honestly, it's like the same thing, right? I don't I don't want to be mean, but yeah. a lot of these directorial debuts look and feel like it, mm-hmm. and like. One, I already have an issue if you're casting yourself in your own movie, but Ken Tucker Adley is not a good actor. <laughs> oh, he's a he's a bad actor. He's kind he's of a, a bad mustache, actor. He's, yeah, he's got yeah. a cool look. He's got a cool look at him. <laughs> like someone look. someone on Letterboxd is being kind of mean, and they said this. They gave it like a half a star, and they said this looks like a movie made by someone named fucking Ken Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Review which too. is a little like, mean. Yeah, a <laughs> but, That's harsh. But um, it it just it is a little <laughs> amp. It does come off like it's a directorial debut, but not in a good way. Like to me, it's like you you look at. Hereditary as Ari Aster's directorial debut, and then you look at this, and it's like <laughs> it's pretty night and day yeah, in seriously. terms of quality. And I agree though, a hundred percent. Like I think in my review, I said that there's enough good here for a great fifteen minute short film. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. It's but a it, lot of money too. But it's one script away from being even a good movie. Like mm-hmm. I didn't think it was. That's that sounds harsh. I gave it a six because I got what they were going for, but I just I didn't really like it. Yeah. In the end, I didn't like the 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 sum of its parts. Yeah. Can't recommend. Yeah. Up next, we're all going to the World's Fair. <laughs> I can't even say it with a goblin voice anymore. I'm too disappointed. <laughs> we're all <Inexhaustive>. going. <laughs> not that's wrong. Wrong verbiage. Uh, we're all going to the World's Fair. I'm a little. Not as many goblins. Not as many goblins as I thought there was going to be. I was pretty disappointed with just the end of this movie. Mm. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. The ending's the worst. But the ending part. is, I, I agree, probably the biggest disappointment for me. Because, but it's hard. It's hard to get into it without spoiling it too. Yeah. That's the other thing. Because all of my issues are spoilers. Yeah. So I guess I, don't I guess say. I, I did not like this movie. I guess what I'll say is this movie to me. The reason I'm leaving, I gave this movie a six, and it's because I really like most of this movie quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Really good acting. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, wonderful great acting. acting from Anna Cobb. Mm-hmm. This great is how you do a COVID movie. This movie, though, feels like it's one good theory or explanation away from me being like, oh, okay, I actually really like that. Yeah, I agree with that. I think with a different ending, we could have had a lot of theories. Yeah. It's not even that. I just more so mean like there's a – the way that this movie is being – okay, I guess what I'll say is – a lot of people that are praising this movie are praising it are praising it for like aspects of it that I that I agree are really good. They talk about how like this is the most accurate portrayal of like the Gen Z or even like young or even younger end of the spectrum millennial right. kind of internet creepy pasta experience. And I 100% agree, but it kind of fumbles it again at this it's it's yeah. it does feel like it didn't know how it wanted to end. Yeah. But at the same time the ending is so specific that it feels like there's a point to it. I just don't understand it yet. That's the reason I think it separates it from In the Earth. The reason it's separated from that one is because that one feels like it doesn't it didn't know how to end and so they just they're like, "Oh, whatever." Mm-hmm. Uh this one feels like the ending is it's it's not something I enjoyed, but I was like, I guess it feels like it has a purpose and so, so they were building to that. Yeah, like there's obviously a, there's a there's a, a a hard whether it's supposed to be a slap in the face reason for me as the audience to be like, "What were you hoping was going to happen?" or something like that. Like I don't really know, yeah. but I just I kind of want that to be 
explored by someone else and then have them explain it to me and have me see if I like that, I guess. Yeah, I can agree with that. I think for me, I gave it a seven, which I mm-hmm. think might be the highest out of all of us. And I'll be totally honest. That's a very generous score for this movie. Devin gave it a seven too. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. Yeah, Devin did give it They're seven. on board with me then. But yeah, for me, for me personally, like I think being seven, I was being pretty generous there. I still think it's a seven for me personally. I wouldn't give it a six. Right. My personal feelings. I feel like that would be too harsh, but mm-hmm. I feel like, this movie is really, really close to scratching a lot of itches I had for it. Like, yeah. there's there are some really cool moments here. Like, I don't want to spoil it, but there, like, there, just some specific moments. I'm like, damn, that was scary. I think the directing and the writing for most of it, it's it feels very Florida Project esque in the sense that like they know what they're writing mm-hmm. and it, it's not bullshit. Like, and it feels realistic for someone of that age group. Like, yeah. and I, and I, I thought that part of it really worked really well. Even the, the projector part that you're talking about, like there's of course the scary part that starts happening, but the five minutes leading up to that is all scary. Yeah. Like, and I agree. I, I agree. Like even, even the ASMR part is because it happens right after the, they, the her character Anna Cobb grabs the thing in the shed or whatever yeah. and so I was like oh, yeah. already and then even just her laying in the shed I was like this is scary to me I would never go sleep <laughs> yeah. in my shed to watch ASMR telling me to go to sleep like it, it honestly gave me feelings of like it reminded me of just like certain like just scary thoughts I had when I was a kid. Like I remember like waking up in the middle of the night, my TV still being on and just something scary was on. It yeah. gave me a lot of feelings like that. And I, I really like that feeling. I think, um, I think I would like this movie a lot more if I was clear on what the intentions are of the LBJ character. Yeah. Me too. Because yeah, there's two, there's two. I still don't understand. Also the Alex G music that I was so excited to buy on vinyl for this it's, horror yeah, movie. It's just okay. It's just it's his not guitar. Even Alex, it's literally not even, I thought it was going to be Alex G horror score. It's an Alex G unreleased EP. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's an mostly just too. an instrumental EP. Yeah. And it sounds less And there's not that many songs. songs. There's like three or three four or songs. Four, yeah. yeah. And there's like and it's one still... kind of scary-ish one, but yeah. it's just different. And, and I still they're, they're like okay. it. Like I would yeah. listen they're not to bad, it. But... I would listen to it. It's just, it's just, you, you can't, you can't, be, you can't be Alex G and be like, I'm scoring this horror movie. He didn't say horror, but it's, it gives off a horror vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, it's hard not to get your hopes up that you're going to get a horror movie. Alex Especially G for score. the first 15 minutes of the movie, I was like, this shit's going to be scary. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think to, really to, disappointing to close it out for my thoughts, I think if you still have a strong interest in this movie, you should still watch it. Oh, I, I would definitely still recommend yeah, it. This I still is recommend one that it, I would definitely revisit with mm-hmm. more context in the future. Me too. 100%. I, I agree too. And I, I still think there's going to be people out there who love this, but, mm-hmm. you know. Fair warning. I'm fairly disappointed by it. I was hoping for like a nine. Oh yeah, out of this movie, and I, I gave it a generous seven. <laughs> so. I think I think expectations are just really important. That yeah. was our last one for the night, though. We ended up not watching seven that day. We had one get canceled. But oh, yeah. up next is Prime Time, which I watched with Callista. This was a cool one. This one is really hard to say whether or not it's worth watching if I can't spoil it. Because mm-hmm. genuinely, the spoiler is the one thing that I was like. Okay. Okay. Basically, this is the one about the guy who who holds up the the right. news station. It's very tense. It's it's pretty much exactly what it sounds like. It's very tense. It's very like it's very well written. It's intriguing, um, and then it just has a really cool part at the end. But I don't. Yeah, know I'm excited to hear whatever theory Calista came up with. It's not even. She's right. It's not like a theory she came up with. It's just something that it completely went over my head. But she pointed it out, and I'm like, I would have never noticed it, but. Mm. She was paying mm. enough attention to see it. So prime time, uh, prime time. I would recommend, but it's not great. I gave it a seven. It's like a, it's a pretty mm, movie. It's cool. It's worth a watch, but yeah. uh, don't expect amazing things. But it's great. It's cool. Up next is 
<sighs> Judas the Black Messiah. God damn. Finally some good food. Finally. Yeah, seriously. Comrade. <laughs> Judas and the Black Messiah was... Uh, I was, it was my most anticipated, but I was also pretty nervous. Yeah. Depending on where you are on the left spectrum, you're gonna take my review as either being, you're gonna be like, well, Jesus, you're giving this movie way too much credit. And fair <laughs> enough, I am. But to be fair to myself, after seeing Trial of the Chicago 7 and Hamilton, I think I'm allowed to, to kind of be indulgent a little bit in yeah. how shocked I was by this movie. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, I think this movie doesn't really... There's nothing I can really spoil for you because I think knowing what happens is not going to hinder... I knew what happened yeah, to Fred real, Hampton. It's real. It's real life. Yeah. It's history. Uh, it's, about the, it's about the assassination of Fred Hampton by the FBI. And um, it's a movie that I knew a lot of the historical context going into. Shout out Rev Left Radio. That was where I learned most of this stuff. And it's pretty true to the history. And for me, it honestly really helped knowing a lot of what was going on like pretty much every story beat i was like oh that's cool i was wondering if they were going to talk about this oh like that's cool and mm-hmm. and uh yeah i just was so shocked at how not lib pilled this movie was <laughs> yeah i totally say comrade a lot they say comrade they talk socialism, about socialism a lot of communism it's the in the first two minutes i remember saying to you guys on when we first were talking about this movie if they if fred hampton i remember i cut it out of the episode but i said it if fred hampton doesn't get to have his we're not going to fight capitalism with capitalism we're going to fight it with socialism speech i'm going to be pissed and that happens in the first five minutes and i was like they said it they said (laughs) they they called out capitalism and they said the alternative is socialism and And they're they're getting warmed up yeah and that's just something that we genuinely do not see in a movie and like i get it i get the irony of like okay yeah it's not radical though warner brothers is releasing it and like that's super true but the fact that this is a big budget wide release movie where they're saying that is pretty crazy to me i just could not believe that they were doing that i agree with you yeah i just i was i was so blown away by that and then yeah you're right it doesn't only end there uh, they're pretty unapologetic about the Black Panthers' politics the whole time. Like, we need our own guns. Yeah. I'm going to get gonna a gun. Kill these co- gonna sh- if these cops try to shoot us, more, I'm going to kill them. Yeah. <laughs> the more cops that are dead, the better life is. <laughs> and and they even talk about Mao. I mean, they, yeah. don't, they don't go into, like, Maoist theory. They're not, like, on contradiction. Is yeah. that, like, they, they don't dive into it. But the fact that they, in um, passing, mention Mao, mm-hmm. and, and Fred Hampton refer- is referring to Chairman Mao in a... And a, a positive way and the fact that like just it, they they gesture to the fact that the black panther party had maoist tendencies is like crazy i just cannot yeah. believe that i think it's something that the general audience member are probably not going to think twice about it but it's still just crazy like i don't think anyone's going to watch this movie and come out a marxist leninist on the other yeah. end but it's just crazy that it's actually being portrayed in that honest way yeah it's it's portrayed pretty positively i'd say as someone yeah. who I agree. isn't like Oh, I'm I'm all for communism. Listen to Rev Left all the time. Right, uh-huh. I read the manifesto or anything. As someone like that, I, I came out of this movie being like, I should read that. Manifesto. Yeah. No, exactly. I think the I think the one thing that I'm pretty excited for this movie too is I mean, like even growing up, I we knew about we. It's it's kind of the same thing that happens with Malcolm X and Martin Luther King Jr. Where like when you're a kid growing up, you learn about Malcolm X and the Black Panthers, but. Martin Luther is the guy because he didn't he was nonviolent and Malcolm X like yeah but he was a little too mean and like that's literally how you kind of get taught it in school is yeah. like the Black Panthers weren't necessarily bad but they were just way too mean oh yeah and so I think that this does kind of it helps just demystify it and it's yeah. it's not that I think that it's for me anything that's demystifying and decluttering the bullshit around the scare words is good yeah I agree regardless of if it's if of if it's a hundred percent like you know what i mean it's no one's gonna come out of this being able to tell you what socialism is on 
in theory or whatever. Mm -hmm. But you can come out of this being like, hmm, I think that I've been really scared of that word my whole life, but in this movie, the whole time I was rooting for the socialists, so I don't really know how to feel. I think that's a good thing. I think that's a net positive. I think also, too, just a real quick point I want to get in. Um, I think kind of going back to what you said about demystifying the word socialism Uh and just the... the opposition of capitalism in general. There's, I think a really good part in this movie that is like that to a T and it's, it's, it's kind of like a cute scene. It's not like a super fucking radical scene, but there's a part where uh, Fred Hampton is with his girlfriend, Deborah, mm-hmm. and they're just in bed and they're just joking with each other about how like his feet are cold and her feet are warm. And he's telling her to spread her warmth and he's calling her like a foot capitalist yeah, and just yeah. shit like that. And just like Pat, and I think that's actually when he references Mao also, maybe. No, he, he references does Mao when they're in the classroom. Yeah. Oh, okay. But even just small shit like that, I think is just like a good way to like be like, just talk about it way more casually rather right. than like, we are socialist. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, Which, without it being like military. Yeah, like a yeah. scary, weird fucking, <sighs> this guy has a gun in his hand, he's going to kill me because I, I, I like capitalism. It's not even, that's what's happening. Yeah. Just the small stuff like that, I think is like, it's a small step, but I think it's a, it's a good one. Yeah. And I think this movie is full of stuff like that. Shout out Shaka King for writing and directing because it's written and directed very well. There's one part where I was really worried I was supposed to be the Jesse Plemons was getting uh, his conscience, and yeah. I was like, they, they yeah. kind of they went that way a little bit, and then they're like, nope. Yeah, that mm-hmm. and that I was like, thank awesome. God, yeah. thank fucking, because that was like, that's gonna, that'll be the one thing that I have to be like, bullshit. Not a fucking yeah, exactly. single one of them cared. <laughs> so I like that a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's I mentioned. Loved it. Great, I it great acting, great, great acting, acting, great directing. Lakeith Stanfield, Daniel Kaluuya, these guys are fucking rising up my list of favorite oh, actors. Yeah. They're fucking amazing. Yeah, I, I think that I think my last point that I want to say on it is. The one thing that I'm really worried is going to happen, though, is because of how not liberal politics most of this movie is, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the discussion around this movie is going to just talk about the acting, which is good. No, don't, no doubt. Like, don't get me wrong. But I, I'm like, I do not want to talk about this movie for the next year because of how good the acting is only. I agree. Yeah. No, you have to dive into what the content of the movie is a little more, but yeah, the, the acting is, it is so fucking like Mm -hmm. the part where he's thrilling after, after Fred Hampton, like has gathered the rainbow coalition and he's like doing the part where he's like banging on the table. And Mm -hmm. he's like, and I was like, Oh God, this is fucking awesome. (laughs) I just, it's, it's really good. And you're, you probably have way more knowledge on it too, but I, I really appreciated how like just full this movie is with a lot of Fred Hampton speeches and shit like that. Yeah, uh-huh. And they're fucking powerful. Mm-hmm. They're strong mm-hmm. speeches. Like it's amazing. And he's fucking so young. I forgot that he was only twenty one. Yeah, he seriously. was twenty. And that's after he had been in prison, prison yeah. for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So a lot she was of like movie, 19, 18. Yeah, eighteen, nineteen. Ugh, it's Insane, fucked up. Man. It's like the craziest part about that is like Fred Hampton would only be seventy three years old. Jesus. God. Bernie Sanders is older than Fred Ham- would it would have been older than Fr- Fred Hampton if yeah, he was still alive. That's like insane. that's insane. That is insane. And it, it it's honestly just like it's fucking sad. Yeah, like, it is oh fucking heartbreaking. Yeah. Holy shit. Like it's it's a it's fucking powerful. Like that's a that's yeah. a very strong movie. Like I, I yeah, I I really loved it. Yeah, that plus, I, I mean, I think if you were someone who is already well-versed and on the left and well aware of this story, mm-hmm. the one thing I can see people taking issue with is how William O'Neill is portrayed. And honestly, I really think it's just opinion. I, I I really think it's just what you take away, what the film's intent was, and how those characters are portrayed. Yeah. And I, I think I, I definitely see that point, but for me, I think I think a big part of 
people thinking that as I think Lakeith Stanfield is very likable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so exactly. I think that's a big part of it too, but I think I agree with you 100%, especially in your view. Cause well, plus he's not just – he's not doing it for the same reasons as like the yeah, FBI people. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And I and I had some historical context you had versed me on before we watched it too. So knowing it, I knew the general idea of it. But yeah, for me going through it, I was like, don't fucking do it, dude. Yeah. Don't fucking do it. But I know he's gonna. Yeah. So the whole time it was way more being me being like, you fucking bastard. Like, you just really keep hoping the whole time like, no, yeah. he's just gonna get radicalized and, and yeah. kill Jesse Plemons. Yeah, nope. exactly. <laughs> yeah. And especially like with the context that the ending provides to mm-hmm. uh, that a lot of these biopics usually have at the end are like, damn, that shit is insane. Like, yeah. You gotta watch it. Yeah, it's great. You gotta this, watch this, it, listener. This is my, I gave it a 10. I was really surprised to come out of the festival with a 10. Mm-hmm. Um, I would maybe lower my score to a 9, but for me, just the things that I was not expecting from this movie were are, are so much that I'm like I just it's it is so good yeah. yeah my favorite of the festival my favorite of the year so far my, yeah I feel the um, same way and it comes out in just a few weeks yeah everyone can watch it this is the one you need to seek out yeah, as soon as absolutely. possible by far um, after Judas and the Black Messiah we had Prisoners of the Ghostland which. I was pretty excited for. Yeah, I was, I was pretty excited for it too. I will say, thankfully, I already knew it was getting bad reviews before we started watching it, so yeah. I had adjusted my... That was a good heads up. Yeah, I had adjusted my expectations accordingly, but it was still pretty underwhelming. I like the set design a lot. This movie just had so much going on that I was like, I just can't, I cannot it like, care. It was four, it was like Mad Max, but it was also kind of Mandy... Zombies, also four other things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, zombies in there. Yeah. And it's a western in the east. Yeah. I had pretty harsh opinions on this movie, and I again, I don't, I don't like being just fucking mean for no reason. But like for me, I, I wanted to give this like a four initially, but just more, the more and more I thought about, it, I was like, I really, why am I giving a movie I didn't like anything about a four? Yeah. So that's like my take on it. I don't want to be like mean or anything. Like I, I do thought, I thought the visuals were cool. For some of it, but like, dude, the writing was honestly the biggest thing for me. Like, there's a, oh my God, there's a dumb part in this movie where a man shoots a kid and Nicholas Cage says, did you take your medication? And I was like, yeah. what? Like, it was it just. It also looked kind of ugly. Yeah, yeah, I thought like, it looked really ugly. I, I just, I, now, I really Jake, didn't like it. Do you think you would have liked the movie more had you stayed awake during it? <laughs> you did, you did know it off. Jake was I snoring. Not, I nodded off for a little while, but yeah, it was fucking boring. No, I don't think I would have liked <laughs> Honestly, it anymore. Honestly, no, that's a good point. The one thing that I was like, I, I was, I was okay. just certainly not expecting this thing to be boring. Yeah. There's like literally no reason this should be boring. And I also. If anything, don't be boring. Yeah. It <laughs> doesn't make any sense how this, that's, that's its most fucking out there trait. <sighs> God. A lot know. of movies trying to recapture that Mandy magic. Yeah. It'll yeah. That's happen. the thing that disappoints me too. I'm like, man, just Nicholas Cage needs to be put in the hands of somebody who knows what to do with him. Well, that's the thing is see on Sono. This was, this could, should have been good. Yeah. He, it was like, good the movies. thing was, was that this movie was one of the most, it was the fact that like, he's known in Japan for just being like a wild man. Yeah. And then they were like, Nicole, Nicholas Cage, like the meetup of that is just going to be insane. And then it just kind of peters out into nothing. And yeah. yeah, it's too much. I didn't like it. Up next is the blazing world. I think you're going to actually like this one. Mm-hmm. I think from the one picture I've seen, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely, it's another one where it's definitely a directorial debut. Mm-hmm. It's got some really bad CGI. Um, oh yeah. And it's, it's a little too ambitious. Like it's definitely biting off a lot more than it can chew, but I, I respect how much it's trying to go for it. Like, mm-hmm. and, uh, it's not perfect. It's, it's got a ton of issues, but I like, this is one of the only ones that like, I was like, as for everything else that I've seen, I just can respect how much this was balancing and that this is the end product of those things. Like, yeah. 
yeah, I don't want to say too much about it. There, there's nothing about it that I, I thought this was going to be one that I was like mad about. I thought it was going to be really grotesque and violent and it's not at all. Mm-hmm. It's very Lars von Trier. Quite a few Lars von Trier vibes this festival for some reason. And it's cool. I think you'll like it. You think it. it'll get picked up? I mean, maybe, I'll but I, I have no idea. Okay. I kind of feel the same way about it. I mean, I, for me, the Blazing World is kind of like the opposite of the spectrum for Strawberry Mansion for me, where I can feel the ambition and I can feel that this is like a director's first movie, but not really in a bad way. Right. For yeah. me, like, I, I, what I said in my review is honestly like my best feelings about it is just I think with a better budget and more experience behind this director, Carlson Young, I think you can make something really good. It's she's the She plays the main girl. Oh, oh, okay. I see. Got a lot of first time directors also acting in their movies. Not even the last one we're talking about. It's cool, but it's got issues. Yeah, it is cool. (laughs) Like that's, that's, that's a good way to put it. It's cool, but yeah, it's not perfect. It's not perfect, but I I like the idea a lot. Some cool visual stuff. Um, It's cool. Up next. This one is probably my second favorite of the festival. Mm. Um, All light everywhere. What was this one about again? This one, so if I try and read you the description, I don't know why they describe it the way they do. It's kind of, it, the description honestly made me think that this was going to be the head-ass one and that Glitch in the Matrix yeah. was going to be cool. But this one is fucking awesome. Yeah. This one is really, realistically what it's about is it's a very artsy documentary, but in a way that I think, the documentary never feels like it thinks it's smarter than you. <laughs> what it's about is surveillance, basically. And it's like about how cameras have evolved, and it, and the whole thing's also about like how the like a camera is a weapon, and a pigeon is a drone, and a bulb is a bu- and like stuff like that, and like it's it talks a lot about like uh, body cams of police officers, and like and then it also does a lot of like deep dive history on the evolution of the camera, and like what does it mean to what does the what is the idea of the image mean and like mm-hmm. is a is an image ever truly what we're seeing and stuff, stuff yeah. like that that is it's really interesting honestly. i really liked it too i think I, think I almost gave it a nine yeah i almost gave it a nine also i think also what i thought was really cool about it is like what it's showing you and like the people they're talking to from an unbiased position they are really showing you things that make made me really nervous and scared. yeah honestly like, yeah it, it talks about like security in a way that normally i would be like, like yeah Okay, you're being a little dramatic, but I 100. Yeah, that's a perfect way to describe it. Go ahead, sorry. No, you're good. I'm I'm glad you 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 follow, you, you you agree with me there. But I think like especially like, I I don't want to talk about it without giving it up. But just yeah, the the ideas that these people are actually thinking like oh they'll like to hear this is really freaky. It's really good. Highly yeah. highly highly recommend. Really really good. Yeah, you should watch it. Um, all of the lights. All all light everywhere. By Kanye West. Weird name. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Pretty yeah. freaky. Up next was Violation. Now, I will say, I was wrong. I was, I was, I'll eat my words. I thought I was going to loathe this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's one of my favorite of the festival. Yeah, it's, it's my top three. The Antichrist for Women review that we talked about is 100% true. <laughs> <laughs> it makes perfect sense in yeah. hindsight. And um, without spoiling anything, because I don't want to spoil it for you either, but this movie like you do kind of need to know what you're getting into if you've never yeah if you if you haven't trigger warning wise trigger warning yes it's about sexual assault yes they do show it um it's not graphic but it's not not yeah a a sexual assault scene Hmm. very different i think from what we have seen from movies like this before though yeah it's the, the best way that i've heard it described is it's a rape revenge thriller where they kind of flip everything in the sense that the action itself is pretty quiet but then the revenge is very very loud (laughs) that's cool and uh also the director of this film 
it's co-directed. It's a man and a woman, but she's the main character. Wow, she's she's wow, God, yeah, such a theme, yeah, and uh, yeah. So it sounds like I missed the only good day. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, I was Three really disappointed. Row, I was huh? like, that, that one was pretty. It's it's at least really that one's cool. coming to Shutter. So yeah, yeah. Ugh, I'm excited for you to watch this one. I think you'll, I think like, you'll it, like it, but too. you might be like, I did not like that. Yeah, if it's torturing, we'll it's see. not. Mm. I don't. I don't think I. I don't even know what my definition of torture is. It's not. I don't think it's torture. It's anything like Deadpool. I'm not gonna like it. Last one. Last and final movie of the festival. Two. On the count of three. I, oh, I, I, know I, I thought I you were. Yeah, I was like, do you want to stop? <laughs> oh, I'm glad you took over. <laughs> on the count of three. From director Gerard Carmichael, who Woo! also plays one of the main characters. The Woo! main character, I would say. With Christopher Abbott. With Christopher Abbott Woo! as his as Sundance his King. Uh, I haven't even reviewed this one yet. This is my fresh. This is my first impressions of the, oh, of the movie. Um, I hated it. I'm just kidding. Oh, wow. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I really liked it. I it really, really, really liked it. It's like my third best one of the year. This one's the one I think it's for me it, it's it's Judas, All Light Everywhere, and then On the Count of Three. On the count of three. It's it's pretty hilarious. It's really pretty funny. fucking dark. I was yeah, not I was really not dark. expecting it to maintain its dark tone. It's yeah. about two friends making a suicide pact. Yep. Mm-hmm. And which is interesting because it's like, so how's this gonna end? Are they gonna actually do it? Are they right. gonna not do it? Right. And the way that it ends is like, okay, that was that was cool. And then I didn't expect that, and that was cool. Yeah. Honestly, I was like, you, you it, it it ends in a way that I was like, I'm surprised you were still able to surprise me. Yeah. 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 I can agree with that. Yeah. It's really funny. Christopher I... Abbott is great. <laughs> Singing Papa Roach in the car. Yeah. I, I really. Carmichael's like, this is trash. I really really liked it. Like the the dialogue between. Uh, Val and Kevin are, are is like really spot on, uh-huh. and like just the yeah, idea really good. and direction they go very with chemistry. It. Yeah, very unique and very good. It's one of my favorites. It's probably my top three. I think I share some feelings with you on the ending, in the sense that I I really don't like the ending. <laughs> like the ending, like <laughs> kind of made me upset. I still really like it. I'm still I'm gonna wait to review it, but yeah, for me, like I I fucking wish I could talk about it, but like yeah, just the ending. I don't know. I, I don't really like the ending. We'll much. we'll talk about it after this. Yeah, but it was good. It was probably my third favorite. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was great to end on that, honestly. Yeah. yeah I, that I was agree. why I was like, hi, no, let's yeah. just fucking go record. Yeah. Thank God. Um, and uh, super entertaining. Oh my yeah, God. Really, it's so really funny. And like, yeah, genuinely I didn't know Chris really Rabbit was a funny guy, but he's, he's a really, really funny, guy. funny guy. He yeah. is literally the king of Sundance. I love Chris Rabbit now. I'm like, at this point, I'm like, I, I think Kit Harrington, I don't care about yeah. you. Kit <laughs> Harrington's fucking Walmart brand of, of Christopher <laughs> Chris Rabbit now. Yeah. Oh my God. the other way. I just looked at his letterbox picture and I get exactly why you're really in him. He looks exactly like For the first two movies I saw, I was like, oh, handsome guy. That's Charles. Handsome guy. But that was it. My recommendations is obviously Judas. Mm hmm. Judas and the Black Messiah, All Light Everywhere, On the Count of Three, and Violation. Those are my top four. I throw in CryptoZoo if you're interested yeah, in a little true. adult animation. That's true. But besides mm-hmm. that, pretty underwhelming year for Sundance, and it makes yep. sense in hindsight. <laughs> I have a pretty much the same exact top four as you. So Judas and the Black Messiah, you gotta fucking see it. Uh, All Light Everywhere is an amazing watch. Uh, on the Count of Three, I think I think most people would enjoy. Violation, I still think is really good, but I, I probably wouldn't like generally yeah, I, recommend. I would it. be very specific um, about who I would recommend. So that yeah, exactly. So in general, I'd probably rec- recommend Mass. Oh yeah, Mass. Yeah, I guess that's true. Mass is, mass is um, the top yeah. two, and then uh, probably Coda. I think Coda. I think everybody would have good feelings on. Yeah, I don't think there's. I don't think you can feelings, really have bad feelings about that. Yeah, one. yeah, exactly. So it's pretty mid. Good representation. But yeah, I agree. It was. Um, this is my first real Sundance. 
Aside yeah. from this, and I've what seen a fucking one. doozy. <laughs> I will say this. I will never watch 25 movies in the in-person festival ever. I don't think we can. Dude. If we wanted to. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I got to say, it was fun. Like, I loved it. But it was like, I was exhausting. I was surprised at how, especially exhausting. yesterday. I was I, exhausted yesterday. I will say this, though. The worst part about it wasn't watching so many movies in a row. It was watching so many bad movies yeah. in a row. Yeah. Because I thought. And just getting your hopes up and then. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah, maybe this one will be good. <laughs> I kept thinking, like, I wonder how many of these I'm giving a bad score because I'm just not in a good mood anymore. Yeah, but also, this, whenever we did watch a one that I liked, I was like, no, because I really like it. Still. Yeah. So I, I don't think that my brain was ever mush enough to not enjoy the movie. But uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So in in the future, at another digital festival, don't I w- don't do this. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would maybe not do this many. I would say maybe stick do half. To, maybe stick to yeah twelve movies, fifteen <laughs> if you're really feeling frisky. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, but ten yeah. to twelve is probably. And I only watched good. twenty-two. I didn't watch as many as you guys did. Yeah, I watched twenty-five. I only know twenty-one. That is it though for Sundance. Once again, I will say thank you to Sundance. It was a really fun experience. I did have a lot of fun. Glad they figured it out. It was not. I was a pretty seamless experience. Yeah. Other other than on the count of three selling out that one time and yeah. passing, that was a little frustrating. But yeah. more on our mm-hmm. end than Sundance's end, I guess. Yeah. But uh, the overall process, the accessibility of it, all very simple, very smooth, had no hiccups. Thank you to them for putting on the best virtual festival that I've seen thus far. Mm-hmm. Crossing our fingers for TIFF. Yeah, if TIFF is online this year, I'll definitely watch some TIFF movies. Um, definitely. So, I think TIFF won't be. I don't know. It's just, just makes me... It, I just have maybe, no idea. Maybe it's a little bit. To, it's really hard to say where... Hybrid. Where I, just, I, think I agree, hybrid. Film festivals are a great time. If you've never done one and you would like to check it out, do one that's in COVID so you can get the online experience yeah, because mm-hmm. it's 10 times cheaper. It's well, 10 if you have roommates. Cheaper. Even if I had bought this package alone, it would have been almost four times less than what i spent alone on tiff yeah holy shit that was expensive yeah tiff so expensive. i think it's a good presser for like a like a like an in-person festival yeah just for the sense like it's a film festival is weird because it's not like a music festival it's like mm-mm. it's just weird feeling exhausted watching something it's weird yeah yeah it's still fun and an See, in-person festival but, is a whole different experience uh, you gotta fucking run and you gotta dude, i'm sweating. starving i'm yeah. so and hungry. just like <laughs> constantly oh and just like God. and just fucking running to your seat and then you sit down it's fucking hot and the seat there's, there's no goddamn yeah there's small. no space that's true that was jacket. that was the best part was that i was like at least i can fucking put my legs out oh yeah what a dream so so thank you to sundance that's all for us today though I'm Isaac. You can follow me on Letterboxd or Twitter at Isaac Ramen. I'm Jake. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore Moonscented and on my Letterboxd at Vivuta, V-I-V-U-T-A. I'm Dead Man's Bones and you can follow me at Ethan on everything. You can also follow the podcast on our main page on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at MonolithPod. Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and leave us a review if you could. The music is by Cassette Drift. Next week, we are going to be launching our musical episode. Like we said earlier, it's a week or so out in when we recorded it, so mm-hmm. some of the news will be a little outdated. Oh, well. And at the Get end over of the, it. At, yeah, at the end of the episode, you might hear me say, next week we're talking about Sundance. Obviously, we're not. Oh, so wow. I don't know what we're going to be talking about the week following, so that'll be a surprise episode. And uh, sorry I got so aggressive there at the end. I, you didn't do anything wrong. I guess we'll... we'll saw what happens guess we'll saw what happens <laughs> i don't think i don't I think saw that coming I, Isaac. I, don't, I, don't, I didn't saw that coming i don't think we'll saw what happens but we'll we will see i suppose talk about a jigsaw puzzle of a mystery to figure out <laughs> things to come thank you for coming everyone this week we love you we'll see you next time